1: great future
2: we're talking real money hey thanks for being part of uh, talking real money here to make uh, your financial matters a little easier easier to understand less stressful and kind of make some better decisions about your money moving forward i'm tom cock don mcdonald has the weekend off and uh, today we're going to talk about a number of things Maybe even can get to a movie later. I do a lot. I don't do a lot of movie reviews. I did a book review earlier this year, but not a lot of movie reviews. So maybe we'll get to that. But, you know, I want to start with a topic that's near and dear to my heart because it's so important. It seems like it doesn't get the attention it deserves. And people still make emotional decisions about it. And I'm talking about Social Security. Now, OK, even if you're under 40, this there's some good lessons here for you. Um And and tragically, uh, just another survey came out that that found that only 7% of us, 7, wait until age 70 to claim Social Security. Now, remember, every year you wait till after full retirement age, which for me is 67, you get an 8% a year raise plus inflation. Pretty healthy raise. And there's frankly, and I've been doing this for a long time, not that many people – that make 8% a year on their money. Very, very, very few. So people trigger Social Security earlier, and the reason they're doing it today, they're taking it earlier, is even more disturbing. 44% of these people surveyed said the reason they're taking it now at 62 is they don't think it's going to be there for them in the future. And we could get into the politics of all that. The show's really about money, not politics. But let's talk about a few of the things we do know about Social Security, okay? A couple of things we can say are facts. Number one is Social Security has never missed a payment. 88 years of a program has set out exactly doing exactly what it set out to do and much more. So it's been there for the people that have been in the program. They've gotten their money, right? We can say that pretty unequivocally. Another one we think we can say pretty much with some certainty is future benefits may change. Now, I mentioned this fact that people believe Social Security will not be there for them. Why would they say that? Well, as you may be aware, a recent look at the Social Security system found that in about 10 years, we will not have enough money there to pay out all the benefits. Now, first of all, it's not going to go broke completely to zero because Social Security is a pay-as-you-go system. Money comes in, money goes out. And about now, we're not taking in enough money to pay everything out. It, It For many, many years we were. We are not now. Congress, and they may need every day of it, still has 10 years to fix this. 10 years, basically. So do I think benefits will look different? Does the author of the piece that I'm discussing here think so? Yeah, I think for those of you under 40, maybe under 50, you may have to wait a few more years. Remember, we're working with a system that was designed almost 100 years ago. People did not live as long then as they do today. So do I think there will be a difference? Yeah. Uh, What it looks like, I don't know. Maybe a simple, by the way, of fixing it, of raising the cap. There's other things that can be done. But here's the one I think as you should focus on. Benefits still are likely to be there for you. Remembering again that it's somewhere around half of America depends entirely on Social Security for retirement income. Let me say that again. About half of us who are, when we finish working, get nothing other than Social Security. So how important do you think this is? to congress how important do you think this is to the country it's incredibly important that we have this system that people get their benefits and and whatever it takes to get that right to fix it has to happen so here's my takeaways again um i tell people to wait till 70 pretty regularly unless you have a health problem unless you know people in your family don't live that long or you got to have the money okay that makes sense i still see a lot of people taking it even though they're still working um, back to that almost half of us who think, I want my money now because it's not going to be there in the future. But remember, if you wait from the time you trigger social claim, it basically you need to live another 10 years to make the numbers work, to to end up getting more from Social Security than if you take it earlier. Number two, most of us and look at the politicians today live longer than we expect. Right. They're living longer. And again, so many of us rely solely on Social Security that you're going to want to you're going to want to wait on it. Eight, five, five, nine, three, five talk is our phone number 855-935-8255 we'll be right back
1: tom and don are talking real money your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money
2: hey thanks for being part of the show here each and every week live and as a podcast as well and for those of you are taking part right now live well i tell you what don's gone so um let's give out some talking real money shirts they're nice. They're attractive, uh, easy to wear. And if you need to change your oil, they're there for you. So if you call and ask a question, we're going to send you a shirt. That simple, okay? Um, and, you know, and I tell you what, I'm lucky to be inspired by by people in my life. And one of those is sitting right in front of me. He's decided to join us, come off his island for the day. Uh, you know him from his writing, from his podcasting, from the authority that he presents on mutual funds, index investing, asset allocation, and uh He's been an inspiration and a friend to me for 25-plus years. Paul Merriman, thank you for coming over and seeing us.
3: It's great to be here, but you did not mention the, the dancing. You did not mention the dancing. <laughs> I tried to avert my eyes
2: earlier, so I'm not going to watch that. So Paul's got a few things we'll get to as well, but your calls are always at the top of the list, 855 As I mentioned, free Talking Real Money shirt. And uh, let's go to the phones now. Steve joins us. On Talking Real Money. Hi, Steve. Hi, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure.
4: Hey, um, I was going to call with an investment question, but I happen to have a Social Security question, too. So let me uh, put that out. So about a year ago, I retired and took my Social Security at full retirement age. The reason I decided to do it instead of waiting to 70 is my benefit was about 3000 a month. My wife would get 15, I'm sorry, 50% for a total of 4,500. I looked at the three years of that I would be taking out money out of my investments and that would have been 162,000. And then I looked at what that would grow to over the 10 years or so to I hit that break even point. I said, boy, that's a lot of money and it's going to take a long time for Social Security to catch up with that. So was I kind of, you know, wrong in in that line of thinking or? Yeah. So this is the trade-off.
2: I mean, in other words, you had to take the money from somewhere. You had to take it out of your savings, per se, even though it was a retirement account and spend it rather than taking Social Security. Of course, we don't know for sure the right answer until after you're gone. Then we can say, yes, it would have made sense to take it earlier or later. That's one. Number two is, again, okay, so, as, as – yeah, go
4: ahead. No, Well, the other side of the equation is my wife had uh, didn't have much of a work life, if you will. She was, oh. she did a great job taking care of the kids and so forth. So her Social Security benefit at her full retirement age was only like, um, I think, $350 a month. So that was the other side of the equation. Not only would we have to wait for um, um, age seventy for me to to get the high benefit, her benefit would be just so low, and I could immediately give her that boost from three hundred and fifty to fifteen hundred by you know starting at sixty seven.
2: And that was if you you if you you waited till seventy, that benefit would have been thirty four percent higher and uh it it, when you pass away first which was what the the tables would tell you she would be in keeping your benefit or or hers and in this case she'd take yours so then again that's another part of the equation right because
4: so there is and i guess it comes down to um you know i'm a big believer in your investment principles and you know seven percent is probably not a reasonable return and when you look at how that invested money granted it's not guaranteed can do especially if you really don't rely on it to live on um you know i could i I, I see your argument but i could also see it's just nice letting your money continue to grow over time
2: yeah i don't think there's right or wrong Uh, thank you for the call steve what uh, paul ask you seven percent a year easy money that's piece of cake right
3: well yeah right (laughs) but but i I, must i must say steve i you, you evidently have a happy wife and 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 it has some extra money to spend in 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 her that would be her i'm sure feeling about that uh i think that's i think that's that's really good can't uh, put a number on that can no, you we? can no, and that's and, true. and i mean we never know what it takes to light up the life that the person we live with, in my case, I just promised to clean my office, <laughs> and my wife said, "Yeah, that'll be my birthday present, and I'll loan you a flamethrower for <laughs> yeah, that." Yeah, me, that's right. I'll
2: get that's that done. That right. Steve, I mean, you, you, there again, my take is on Social Security for most people. If you are going to live till eighty, and you got to live till eighty, where the numbers don't work for most people, it's going to make sense to to wait till seventy, take the benefit, and. Uh, everything I look at says you, as a family, end up getting a bigger benefit over time. But there's no guarantee of any of that. So you're right. All right, great question. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five, and we go to Joe, who joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Joe.
3: Hi. I've got a question. There's an investment company down in Southwest Washington that has been pursuing me for a while, and I get a feeling that they're trying to
2: tell me that they can build a better custom mutual fund than any mutual fund that's out there and i'm just not comfortable
4: something well, who doesn't is sound it right what do you guys think well, who uh, is fisher, it wait wait, wait.
3: let's guess what it that? starts with the letter f that's why i said southwest washington i was trying yeah, to beat we know McCoy.
2: we know who they are yeah so and just for full disclosure i know ken fisher because i interviewed him on television I got to know him a little bit. He's an interesting guy. His dad was in the business. He wrote a very lengthy column in Forbes, I think it was, for like two decades plus. Uh, he is a person who believes he's forward thinking. He can see kind of what's going to happen and invest. Ex- 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 so. But measuring his performance is a very tricky thing because he only had one mutual fund. It was a very short period of time, and it underperformed the market. So then for him to say, well, wait, we have this basket of securities. We do better than the market. Nobody really knows that, do they?
3: Yeah, and I think if you if you take the time to go to the Internet and start reading reports on on the pros and cons of that organization, that you will get a sense that a lot of people feel that they are oversold, I have always been concerned about the way they put a build a portfolio for people that they put way too much equity in the portfolio. Now, yeah. there are people who believe you should have all your money in equities forever. Stocks. Stocks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I just don't believe that. I've, I've sat with too many people that say they like equities, but when you suggest that that part of the portfolio could, will likely go down 50% along the way as a part of that ownership. They say, well, why would I ever want to do that? But here's the
2: homework for you, Joe. You have to decide. This is every investor. I decided this when I went, met Paul Merriman 25 years ago and learned a little bit and sort of knew the industry. You have to decide if you believe somebody like Ken or people work with Ken can see enough of the future so they can pick the securities that will outperform the market. At the 25 years ago, I decided I don't think there is anybody like that out there. I will take what the market gives. Therefore, wide diversification, making sure I own small, small value, international, all these other asset classes. I'm happy with that return. I don't need to make more and i don't think there's anybody in the world who knows enough about the future that can do that real quick paul
3: yeah well i mean uh, is this a point that i could talk about the nifty 50 well because... we'll have to we're gonna break here but ah, we'll, we'll come back we'll, okay. we'll come back and we'll do that thank
2: you joe for Thanks, your call joe. 855-935-8255 is our number yes we're giving away shirts as well if you call and ask us a question tom and paul in for tom and don we'll be right back tom and don are talking
0: real money.
1: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: To Talking Real Money, our telephone number 855-935-8255. That is uh, here every weekend to answer your questions. You can call it at other times because we take questions and calls on the podcast as well. Do you want to kind of close out a question from Joe around Fisher Investments? I will say one thing fisher is very aggressive in an industry traditionally the registered investment advisor industry that is not our organization for example really relies on people coming to us we don't there's not much outreach and even if you call us yes we call you back yes we have a conversation but we don't have a planned pursuit at fisher they do they're very good they're professionals at this in a way that the rest of the frankly registered investment advisory business is not so that's what he was talking about, about being aggressive. They're on you. Uh, 855-935-8255. Jackie joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Jackie.
5: Hi, Tom. Um, I contribute or I buy through my employee stock purchase program every month, It's a, and it's a good investment. I just realized that the dividend is not making any interest, so I have $12,000 that I want to get. I want to take out and invest with a high, I want a high rate of return and medium risk.
2: Do you have a suggestion? Well, you know, I want a high rate of return and no risk. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> okay, uh, let's do
6: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, okay, so when you say risk, this to me is it, so we're talking about volatility, you know, ups and downs. I don't want to lose
5: know, it, you know. I don't want to I don't want to lose the money. I'm 60 years old. I'm going to work 5, 6 more years. Okay. I don't want to lose
3: 12,000. Well, let's say that anything that you do that has any portion in equities and stocks in a mutual fund is going to lose money along the way. So in theory, uh, nobody could recommend that you have a portfolio in equities or any part of your portfolio in equities if you don't want to take that risk. We also found out last year If you're looking at a short period of time and you don't want to lose money in bonds, U.S. government long-term bonds last year were down 26% Uh. in one year. Okay. So, so that means that even if you're going to use fixed income instruments, you're probably going to have to be short. To the most intermediate in terms of the maturity of those kinds of bonds or mutual funds, but you you could be, of course, in a in a money market fund. What are they paying? And uh, right
2: you can now? make five percent there. I was just going to get to that. Or uh, CDs, you could uh, you could ladder those and make somewhere around five up. I think up to three years if you just wanted complete, in your words, safety, no volatility. The world is today uh, at a place where
3: you can make five percent. And out of curiosity, the investment that you have that has been such a good producer, it's been a good investment for you, what kind of a compound rate of return has it had? Um, Jackie? Oh, go ahead.
5: Yeah, I'm not, you know, for the employee stock purchase program, yeah. it's just, you know, I just buys more, I buy more stock. I mean, I have the maximum um, employee match. And I'm really just talking about the dividend. It's,
2: so I'm yeah. not sure I understand the question. Well, the question is, he's trying to compare
3: the return of that to something else. Yeah, because because <laughs> if if it's long-term money, see, uh, if they hadn't paid out a dividend, you would probably still have that money inside of of that stock purchase plan, correct?
5: Yeah. Or, well, the, well, the stocks are paying. The stock increase has been great. It's it's uh, the company's waste management and the stock price has in my tenure there has been significant
3: there you go T- terrific and-, and so
2: the other 12 so the other 12 then if that's all in stocks and i agree with paul i'd put it in either a very short term or intermediate term fixed income you know a u.s government bond fund or money market because money market today is paying over five percent mm-hmm. and you can buy okay, those funds at, at any brokerage the CDs or something like that. You go to bankrate.com, find out the best rates. So thank you for the call, Jackie. But no, and congratulations on the terrific return in the ESOP. So that's wonderful for you. 855 We'll continue Tom and Paul here on Talking Real Money.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
7: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window.
2: talking real money hey thanks for being part of our uh, show here live every saturday as we are right now at uh, 855-935-8255 our stated goal to help you do better with money to worry about it less and to put it in its place you know money takes over people's lives and frankly i wish it wasn't uh and i want to thank jackie for the call apparently paul i looked this up there is cash in Trash. A lot of cash and trash. Uh, waste management, that you mentioned, I just went back and looked. I'm not, I don't recommend individual stocks. I don't own individual stocks, but um, it's gone from about 90 in 2018 to 160 today. So pretty good, pretty good run up in that stock.
3: Well, I mean, this is – we always know what we should have done. There you go. That's the big challenge.
2: I give them something every week. I know that. Not my (laughs) money, but something else. All right, let's go back to the telephones, 855-935-TALK. Again, if you call and uh, ask a question, we're going to send you a Talking Real Money shirt. They're nice. They're perfect for – you know, cleaning out the garage, as Paul's going to, or his office is going to do, or changing the oil, whatever it is. Uh, let's go to the phones. Jay joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Jay.
4: Hey, how you guys doing?
2: Good, good. So,
4: I've got a 16 year old daughter. Um, she actually started with a part time job when she was 15, and slowly she's been really saving a lot of money. And so I ended up opening a Capital One 360 account for her. So she'd get better interest rate um, than a a student account she had. And now she's at the point where she's got $7,000 in that account. And it seems like she should, um, and I've talked to her about it, about maybe going with an index fund, um, thinking that maybe 15, 20 years from now, um, she's gonna wanna have a chunk of change to use uh, maybe for a house or a large purchase like that. So I was wondering about Vanguard and an index fund that you guys might
6: recommend.
3: A- Absolutely. And let me also recommend a book for you because uh okay. this is a book written for a 16-year-old because we know lots of high school kids that read it. It's entitled We're Talking Millions. Twelve simple ways to supercharge your investments. We're talking million. You only have to remember that we're talking millions. Right? That's we're right. Talking oh, millions. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's and easy. it's and it's free on uh, our website. Your website at paulmerriman.com. Okay. Yeah, paulmerriman.com. And and uh, but as far as the Vanguard index funds, absolutely. Now the challenge here is that this is not for retirement. <laughs> this is for. 10 to 20 years from now. And so exactly. that's a different requirement in terms of of risk and so the question would be for example if she wanted to let it be 20 years or 10 years depending on how much the investments made she could be a little more aggressive. But if she wants to do it in a, in a little bit slower, but, but more dependable way, she would probably want to be in a balanced fund that had some fixed income and some equity. And I will tell you that the Vanguard balanced fund. I got it right here. VBIAX. With 60% equity yeah. and 40% bonds. Uh, has produced uh, that combination of stocks and bonds, has produced about 80% of the S&P 500 return. At about 40% less risk. So, and if you look and you, you could go look if you wanted to, uh, on the internet and you could see the annual returns going back many, many years and you could look at years like 2008 and, 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 and 2000 through 2002 to see how it held up and to prepare her that she's going to have to go through some of that to get the, the decent long-term return, but it's not going to get your risk. Rich, but it also isn't going to put you at great risk. I think for that part is absolutely
2: perfect. VBIAX, the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund would be perfect. Here's a suggestion though to you, okay. Jay, for you. What's that? Well, I, but the fact that she's made this income at such a young age gives you a wonderful opportunity. So maybe you could open a, an, an, a Roth IRA for her. A custodial Roth IRA and whatever you could afford to put in there up to the however much she makes this year or in tax year 2023, put that amount in the Roth. It may have to come out of your pocket because if she wants to set aside the whole seven for future purchase of some kind, but to start mm. her down the road in a Roth IRA and you could use a Vanguard's VT, Victory Tom. You could use Avantis's AVGE. But what a great advantage you're going to give your daughter into the future to have that Roth IRA. Thank you for calling 855 935 8255. We'll be right back.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
7: Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming, and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at talkingrealmoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Hey, if you... Needed a reason to call other than getting help with their money. Today's the day. Uh, Not only Don is gone. uh, That didn't come out right. But not only Don is gone, but Paul Merriman is here. Thank you, Paul, for venturing out and joining us. Paul, of course, exceedingly well-known nationally for all his work on investing, mutual funds, all that stuff. And we were in business together for a time. And uh, what a joy it always is to spend time with you. So thank you for being here and uh, being part of the program.
3: Thank you, Tom.
2: And you can learn more about Paul, of course, at paulmerryman.com Merriman dot com. He has a foundation now, a solid foundation, from what I'm told, Uh where the whole thing, the whole thing is just designed to help you do better with your money. Great, huh? Yeah. So go there. Paulmerryman.com dot com. Let's go back to the phones at eight, five, five, nine, three, five, eight, two, five, five. And yes, Paul's already agreed to correct me when I'm wrong on the show today. So uh, let's go back to the phones. where Craig joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Craig.
8: How you doing, Tom? Can you hear me? We hear you fine, sir. Hey, so uh, uh, the Craig formerly of Puyallup and met with you a few times, uh, now hanging out up in the mountains. Actually, this is a perfect day to call. Um, Indeed. my Yeah, my HSAs, my uh, Roth IRAs, and my brokerage pretty much follow uh, Paul's uh you know 10 fund though i'm a little more aggressive on the value and i have no bonds or fixed income uh tom you'll be happy to hear that i'm thinking about simplifying and just pretty much going 50 40 uh abge and abgb their value tilt but as you know i don't go real conservative uh but i was looking at avma if i were going to put some uh more conservative uh, tilt in there, and I haven't heard you talk about it, so I was just curious your thoughts on ABMA as their new moderate allocation oh. Oh. Uh, fund. and I, I didn't even know yeah, about it. it. Paul's waving his hand. No, no. Of course I don't know. I don't know <laughs> no, anything new. I need new. to leave the room. Oh.
3: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know anything new from 1980, it's, but okay. It's a balanced fund. Okay. And, I didn't know they even had that. And it's, it is. It's 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 very wow. new. Uh, I, I just looked at it this morning, wow. and, and uh, we'll actually discuss oh, that is. on our podcast. In the next couple of weeks, but the bottom line is that uh, I it it looks well done. It's got so is this about 60-40
2: kind of thing? Sixty yeah, percent. I think it's thirty
3: five percent bonds. If okay, I, uh, all right. Maybe Craig knows it better than I do. It has
2: two million dollars in assets yeah, in it's it. A so little, pretty, it's pretty baby fund there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 Uh, okay, but it's a balanced fund. The The idea here is you're giving up some of the returns for a little more stability in the portfolio, less yep, volatility, Yep. And but it so, still
3: has the small value tilts in it. Right, And I, but I do want to mention, Craig, that the 10-fund strategy, because of the work of uh, uh, John Bogle, when he criticized that I was making life too difficult for people, <laughs> made us, in 2017 go back to the drawing board and configure these portfolios where they didn't have to have ten in fact you can do it with two to five different mutual funds I want to make sure that you know about those uh, uh those no portfolios those new portfolios if you if you weren't aware
8: oh absolutely No, i I, I listen to your podcast every day too and uh And uh, I've been looking at those and kind of looking at my risk tolerance and being a little more aggressive in some areas. And uh, I'm just now, as I'm as I'm getting further into this and maturing a bit as it gets bigger, uh, starting to finally look at some of the some of the more conservative things or safer, you know, safer bets. Although, you know, doing baby steps into it uh, for sure. But, no, I absolutely am following what you're what you guys have done and the, uh, the simplification there. And I love it. Great. Thank you.
2: Yeah so another back to AVMA just for a moment this is the Avantis Moderate Allocation Exchange Traded Fund the expense ratio is a, a 0.23 which is very reasonable um and again it's diversified well I think this is a I, again I, I'm I'm glad you brought it up cuz I didn't even know about it so this is a good fund sure why not yeah Easy and, and one fund know, solution,
3: and you don't see many balanced funds amongst the ETFs. It's a good point. And, and yeah. I don't even think days, Dimensional has theirs. One yeah. Of, yeah, one of these days we're going to have target date funds, exchange traded funds. Exchange trust. traded. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to take time. Uh, just like right now, Fidelity is about the only place I know that you can use partial shares on any ETF. ETF. It's all coming. Uh, hang in there brother (laughs) how long do we got that's the question (laughs) Craig thank you for the call and thank
2: you for following our advice for so many years let's go back to the telephones 855-935-8255 that's talk if it's easier for you Susan joins us on Talking Real Money hi Susan
6: Um, hi
3: hey (laughs) Uh,
6: I'm I'm sorry Um, I'm calling about converting IRA money and the reason I'm thinking of this is because the tax years of 2023 and 2024, I believe, are lower, are going to be lower than, oh, uh, lower than in 2025. And so what I'm, uh, I wanted to get your opinions about um, transferring money, uh, from a traditional IRA into a Roth.
2: Okay. Well, just IRA. to go back here and sorry, I called you Susan, but I believe you're Renee. So I apologize for that. Um, and that term-
6: confused me. <laughs> okay.
2: My bad. So here's the thing. A Roth conversion is taking money in a retirement account that has not been taxed, paying the tax on it, and then Correct. moving it to a Roth IRA that then grows tax free. It's not as simple as what the current tax rate is. And by the way, the tax rates go through the end of 2025, I believe. So I think you still would have this year, next year and one more year. And there's a lot of suggestion that I'm not a whole bunch going to change when it comes to tax rates even after that. But that's a whole other political type discussion. Here's the thing you need to look at. You need to know, number one, what your current rate of taxation is and then make a judgment as to whether or not it makes sense to take money out of the pre-tax, pay the tax on it, and move it to a post-tax account. Because part two of this equation is, do you have the cash to pay the tax? I don't want you paying the taxation on moving the IRA to the Roth IRA out of the IRA. It's a mistake I see people make, and that does not, to me, make good sense. So those would be the two things to look at. And then the third one, frankly, is, why are we making this conversion? Does it make sense because now I have a bigger pot of post-tax money? Uh, the one I hear from often from clients is, well, I want to leave it to my kids tax-free. And I say, you know what? I love my kids too, but if they get something, they got to pay tax on it. Tough beans. This is your money. You should be doing it for you. So does that help? I mean, those are the things I think you should be looking at rather than current tax rates and how they may or may not change in the coming future. I'll put it that way.
6: Well, I was also thinking that because uh, the growth of a Roth IRA, because it's all in that one product and it, and it's not going to be taxed when you have to draw it out, um, I was thinking that was a reason to convert. And then um, I was looking at a book and they were showing uh, – well, may have been biased, but they were showing that converting to a Roth saved you money – And in this example, it was a million dollars being transferred in it. And it was supposed to save you like five hundred and eighty thousand dollars, because if you took the money that you were, uh, uh, you required for the minimum. Yep.
2: Required minimum distribution. We've we've got to go, Susan. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. Here's another idea. I would take it up with a professional. and have This is the kind of thing that a good advisor will look at and help you get right. We'll be back with more Talking Real Money in a moment. Tom and, and Don are talking
1: real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: You know, in the last hour, we took questions on Social Security, on investing money from dividends, what to do with my HSA, and then Roth conversions. You know, a lot of these things need personal help. And we're trying to give you some of it here on the show, but it's abbreviated. So for those of you who need more, yeah, we do that. We give you a free hour of our time with absolutely no sales pressure at all. So to do that, to get some more help on your portfolio on retirement, simply go to TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com, and click on Meet
0: an Advisor